Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow Trash Talkers. Whatever time you are tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You are listening to Trash Talk with D Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Wednesday, the 14th of February, 2024, as a lot of people love to call it, Valentine's Day. <laughs> this is our Super Bowl recap. What uh, I mean, what a last few days it's been uh, in the in the NFL world. We had a we had a Super Bowl preview pod the night before the game with a few of the lads there, Chris Bryant, Dylan, and DJ. Can't thank them enough for for joining in there. That was that was a whole lot of fun. We'll run through some of the best bets recap from there and a few of the novelties and whatnot a bit later in the show. We will also run through the best of the best of the Super Bowl that was. Yes, that is the Kansas City Chiefs 25-22 to victors in overtime against the San Francisco 49ers. The Chiefs just, they just keep winning. Uh, they are the first back-to-back Super Bowl champion since the 04-05 season. And that just shows how hard it is to to win back-to-back seasons, you know. The Chiefs have now won their third Super Bowl ring in that Mahomes era. But, yeah, to, to win their first ever back-to-back in, in quite some time, obviously in 20 years in the NFL, just yeah, it shows the, the difficulty in the league to get it done. And they'll be going for the treble next year to match the likes of the Penrith Panthers to do that in uh, the rugby league world down here. Uh, they just completed that. So, yeah, the Chiefs will be looking to match that. So maybe Patrick Mahomes might uh, might reach out to Nathan Cleary <laughs> and see if, uh, see if he can get that done. But what a game it was. Like I said, 25-22. to 22. San Fran just, once again, blowing another double-digit lead. Kyle Shanahan's the third time he's done it. In his Super Bowl era as well. It's tough. It really, really is. But credit when credit's due. Patrick Mahomes, man, you you give this guy a sniff and he's going to take it. It just shows the quality of the quarterback that he is. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you gotta gotta give credit to Brock Purdy who was in his second year, Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. He almost I mean realistically should have had that Super Bowl one, but Unfortunately, no dice for them. But let's run through the best of the best from the Super Bowl that was on Monday. Again, what a large, large day it was. Uh, shout out to Hyde Park House for hosting our group down there. There were a few few of us that had a very, very good time down there, myself included. All right, so we'll start with Patrick Mahomes. He can get us started in the best of the best. How can you not start with the Super Bowl MVP? 34 of 46 for 333 and two touchdowns. One interception, and like we said, one Super Bowl MVP. It is his third Super Bowl that Patrick has won. Mentioned it on last week's show that his legs are also a big-time contributor to the way this way, way this game was actually going to go. Ran that ball nine times for 66 rushing yards. He just, he just wins. He knows how to win. He keeps plays alive. He's never dead. He... <laughs> He got made fun of a lot on social media for, I guess, having that little bit of a dad bod. I mean, he is a dad at the end of the day. We've all got it. So, <laughs> yeah, but he can he can take off and run. He doesn't look like one of the best athletes in the world, but he is, clearly. Uh, and he's got three Super Bowl rings to show for it now. It's just, it's super impressive. You, you can never put a line through him. And I'll be honest with you, I did put that line through him, especially going into the playoffs as well. They got out to plus 1,200 to win the Super Bowl. So yeah, I know there are a lot of a lot of Kansas City pundits out there that were very happy with, with that result. And you just knew that when the game went into overtime, Cole Shanahan took the ball first, 
decided to kick a field goal instead of going for a touchdown late, you kind of just knew that you hand that ball over to Mahomes and he's just going to find a way to win. And he did. He did. <sighs> yeah, all he does is win. All he does is win. Uh, he found someone that started the year at the New York Jets and has found himself another Super Bowl, Miko Hardman. He had three receptions for 57 yards, the game-winning touchdown. Who would have thought at the start of the year that he'd be winning a Super Bowl? Yep, he was never going to win one with the Jets. So <laughs> uh, pretty sure he was very, very happy with, with getting that game-winning touchdown there at the end of the game. It's actually come out and said that he had no idea that that was the game winner, just given that the overtime rules had changed and whatnot. And I think when he scored that there, Mahomes had to run up to him and said, yep, we've done it. So that embrace speaks volumes for for, yeah, for, for what he went through from the start of the year to now. Uh, huge game from Miguel Hardman. It really was. Uh, and probably alongside of him, another guy who... Had a monster second half more than anything else. He was pretty. He was shut down a lot in that first half. But Travis Kelsey went for 93 yards on nine receptions. There, he was huge. We'll talk about that little bit of a stash that he had with Andy Reid a little bit later. Was not a fan of that. Another guy who he's been enormous for the Chiefs this year. He really has. Rasheed Rice. By all resorts, not a, a super large stat day from him. I went for six receptions for 39 yards, but if you think about it and you look at the big plays that were made in that game, he had two enormous third-down conversions to keep drives alive late in the piece. One to eventually set up the game-tying field goal in overtime, and then oh, sorry, in regulation, and then another big one in overtime as well. The guy's just going to be a staple for years to come in Kansas City. Super young. Mahomes is not exactly old himself. He's 28, so I think these two guys are going to have some kind of connection for probably the next five or so years at least. I think the Chiefs will be wanting to keep Rasheed Rice on their books for, for quite some time. What a steal in the draft that he was. That is the best of the best wrapped up for the Kansas City Chiefs. We will run through, I guess, the best for the San Francisco 49ers, and you can't not touch on a guy who... Should have won the Super Bowl MVP. Would have won the Super Bowl MVP if they managed to win that game. That is Christian McCaffrey. He is the first player in Super Bowl history to have 80-plus rushing yards and 80-plus receiving yards. Like I said, he would have walked into the Super Bowl MVP. Really would have. Even if Brock Purdy managed to, to throw, a, I guess, a game-winning touchdown in overtime, it wouldn't have mattered. CMC was just enormous. But, and I'm going to touch on this in a bit, Pretty much three straight drives where the Niners just did not go to him. And it makes no sense whatsoever. Because if you watched the first drive of the game, apart from, you know, his obviously opening drive fumble, which I guess somewhat came out of nowhere, he was rolling through them. Receiving yards and rushing yards. Like It, it was just all McCaffrey. Uh, it sucked that he had that opening drive fumble, just given how good that he was. Because if you feel like if they did score on that opening drive straight away, then I feel like that game was all nine as it really was. But it's, it was somewhat of a momentum shift, even though you know it was a pretty low-scoring first half. You know, Pacheco ends up fumbling it kind of on the next drive as well, so which was extremely rare. But 
McCaffrey was just so, so good and deserved a Super Bowl win. There's every chance that this team could get there again next year, obviously. They're, they're still very good, still young. The right guys are there as long as they're, as long as they're healthy. They had a lot of injuries you know, this year and in, and in the Super Bowl, to be honest with you as well. Dre Greenlaw in particular, that was brutal. But they'll be thereabouts again. They have to be. And you've got to keep CMC as healthy as possible if you eventually want to win a Super Bowl. So it's been a very long time for Niners and I guess Niners fans out there that they're expecting to win one soon enough. And, and the window is certainly wide, wide open, but you'd probably want to do it pretty quick smart. You would, because a lot of these guys are going to be expecting to get paid you know, at least within the next few years, for sure. Um, CMC's next payday is just going to be enormous, along with, you know, the likes of Debo and Brandon Ayuk and whatnot. So, yeah, it's going to be tough to keep all these guys on the books. So you'd like to think that they have their eyes on the prize next year, for sure. Outside of him, someone who may get himself a payday after a very big day, and, you know, we've mentioned Ayuk, we've mentioned Debo, they didn't do a whole lot in the Super Bowl. Yuan Jennings. An unlikely passing touchdown to CMC. He also went for 42 receiving yards himself on four catches and had a receiving touchdown as well. He's sneaky good. He really is. And he's like, a, you know, the fourth or fifth best receiver in that team. So whenever he's due for a payday, you'd like to think that he's going to get paid for sure. He can play. He really can. He knows his role within a team. If he's happy kind of being that fourth or fifth best guy that... When they need him to, he'll make plays, and he did in the Super Bowl. He really did. He he outshone the likes of Debo. You know, Debo went for three catches on 11 targets on, in the Super Bowl for for 30-odd yards. It's not good enough. Ayuk went for under 50 in that one. He was well covered. Again, Legere Sneeds just lights out. That was uh, that was one of our best bets on the under on Brendan Ayuk. But, yeah, so Jennings, so Jennings had his opportunity and, and, and made it, you know. He opened the Super Bowl with a 20-yard touchdown pass to CMC. I don't think a lot of people would have had that on the board. <laughs> they wouldn't have, for sure. But, yeah, that is, yeah, that's pretty much the best of the best wrapped up for the Niners. I, I feel for Brock Purdy because I think a lot, of, a lot of people went into this game thinking that he was going to be the guy to get it done. And he didn't play bad. He didn't, you know. He looked after the ball, did enough, but just... There were a couple of occasions where he either underthrew or overthrew the likes of, you know, Debo and Ayuk. He missed Ayuk if they managed to pick up the block late in the piece in overtime. That was a tough miss there for sure, but Ayuk was open for that touchdown. Uh, yeah, we'll run through that in just a minute, especially when it is our trash segment right about now. As, as great of a game as it was, the trash man needs to appear one last time in season 2023-24. Let's give him a call and see if he's around. Okay, okay. Hmm. Let's start with the San Francisco 49ers play calling with the lead that they had. Yep, we spoke about it. I know it was early. They had a double-digit lead. But the main few drives in particular more than anything else was when they picked off Patrick Mahomes to start the second half, you simply have to score on that drive. You do. Like, you had the ball on the KC 45, you go up and score straight away. That almost somewhat puts a nail in the coffin straight away because it just felt like it was all Niners. And if you look at that drive, instead of just giving the ball to you-know-who, they went Purdy incomplete pass, Purdy incomplete pass, Purdy scramble, punt. It's not good enough. 
It's not. Then you go the next drive. They got another stop. CMC, seven yards. Then nothing. Punt. Next drive. Ran CMC first to start the you know, start that drive. Picked up nothing. Okay, whatever. Two incomplete passes in a row though again. Punt. Stopped Kansas City again. You stop KC three times in a row. You simply can't go scoreless. You can't. Stopped them again for another punt, then obviously muffed the punt, and then Kansas City score that touchdown to, to MVS. It's bad, bad, bad play calling. It, it really is. And not only on that drive alone, but if, if you look at the, the overtime drive on third and four before they decided to kick that field goal, I'll give you a tip. Hand the ball off to 23. Hand it off to him twice, and if he doesn't pick it up on that third and four, he's going to pick it up on the next one. You can't give Mahomes a chance to, to go out and win that game. Give your best player the ball. Get Debo the ball. They, they rarely ran one of those, you know, reverses for Debo and whatnot during the game. That, it's their strength. And you're playing to the strength of KC when you just want to constantly throw the pill at your, you know, targets who really weren't doing anything. George Kittle was nowhere to be seen. Supposedly had a separated shoulder, came back in the game, did everything he could. But they simply struggled to stop the run. They really did. You could have gone to Elijah Mitchell if you really wanted to spell McCaffrey. They, you, were, you were going through them. There's no reason for Purdy to force his arm as much as he was to make those plays because that KC secondary is just so strong. They really are. And probably a bit unlucky to, to not be in the, the discussion for Super Bowl MVP, but I guess, you know, given that Mahomes kind of, I guess, won that game off his own bat, especially on that last drive. And, and you know, to be honest with you, he was probably close enough to, to scoring on the in regulation before they had to settle for that field goal if time didn't run out. Yeah, it's tough. It, play calling was just bad. I don't know. As, as good of a coach that Shanahan is, it, it, it's a hard one to, to, I guess, see him maybe wanting to, wanting to make it about himself. To be honest, he could have won a Super Bowl if you just give the ball to your best player. And you had two opportunities to do that to pick up a first down, you didn't. So, yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. It's going to be a long off-season for the Niners, no doubt, because that should have been a Super Bowl they should have won. We've spoke about it so much that this Kansas City team was probably the worst team that Mahomes has had, and now they're the first back-to-back Super Bowl champions in 20 years, courtesy of number 15. So, yeah, tough one. Our second piece of trash, last, I guess our last piece of trash for the 2023-24 season, the Travis Kelsey stash that he had with Andy Reid, I hated that. I really, really did. You can get angry all you want, your own players or somewhat assistant coaches or offensive coordinators and whatnot, but you simply can't go up to your head coach and grab him and somewhat almost push him. I know after the game he was having a bit of a laugh about it or whatever. Yeah, I love Andy, da-da-da. No, I hate that. It's trash. Openly admit, you put your hand up and say that is garbage. I never want to do that ever again. I'm a role model. And at the end of the day, a lot of kids are watching that saying, oh, so I guess if Travis Kelsey can do that to his head coach, I can probably do that to my head coach in juniors. No, you simply can't. You can't do that kind of stuff. And I love Travis Kelsey. I really do. He was phenomenal all postseason long. He really was. He, you know, he was bad for probably a couple of months in the lead up to, to the playoffs. But as the big time player that he is, he, 
he lifted. He really did in the second half. But I hated that moment between he and Andy Reid. I, yeah, it's not, it's not on, and it's, it's it's really not his style as well. At the same time, like I don't know if he was stressed and whatnot, or I know he wasn't getting much ball in the first half. But you still can't do that. Just you know, if you want to walk past him and say, you know, draw up a play for me or something like that, get angry all you want, but don't put your hands on him. Don't push him. He literally almost pushed him over. Trash. Trash, trash, trash. Anyway, that is the trash for the Super Bowl. Again, not a whole lot of trash, just given how good that game actually was. I mean, you can't can't not hate free football, and that's what we got. It just obviously would have been a whole lot better if the San Francisco 49ers had won, just given what was riding on Christian McCaffrey to win Super Bowl MVP because he was about as short as they could get if they did manage to win that game. Let's run through our question time now. Socials, they've been lighting up over the last few days. At Trash Talk with D-Bork there on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks for sending those through. Had a bit of a laugh. Obviously, with the night before Super Bowl pod, those boys were on fire. <laughs> they really were. And hopefully, we're not too far off another, I guess, guest appearances and whatnot. Maybe next season, because they are some big big NFL fans, big fantasy football fans. So, we'll, we'll get them on board. We got a question from a couple of them that were on the show actually the night before. So let's run through the first one at DJ Labina. <laughs> Can we get your assessment of both Christian Butker and Gregory Kittle during play? <laughs> yeah. If you listen to the night before pod at Asera underscore D, Dylan himself, <laughs> maybe just a couple too many, decided to call Harrison Butker Christian Butker and Gregory Kittle instead of Georgie Kittle. Don't know how their brothers would have felt about their Super Bowl performance, but yeah, Harrison Bucker had a huge night out. He he was clutch when it matters most. That guy just continues to make some big kicks. He's probably one of the best kickers in the game outside of Justin Tucker, for sure. And again, he's a big reason why this Chiefs team has gone on to win their second straight Super Bowl. And Gregory Kittle, a.k.a. George Kittle, yeah, he was, he was nowhere to be seen. And I was pretty high on Kittle going into that game. I really was. I thought he's, you know, he's been waiting for this moment since 2020 and he was nowhere to be seen. Blocked, obviously, very well for McCaffrey early on in the piece. But, yeah, he in, in the receiving game. I mean, I know, I know Purdy went a lot to, you know, the likes of Debo and whatnot, but Kittle just couldn't get open to save himself in that one, which was very, very surprising. And especially given the amount that this Kansas City defense does blitz, I thought that would have been a huge opportunity for Kittle, but unfortunately not. So, yeah, he'll have to to make up for it next year, you'd you'd think, for sure. But, yeah, (laughs) see how their brothers go next year in that one. All right, now let's go to at Chris underscore Lubick. Mr. Lubicic, what do you got? (laughs) Very funny. How many fireballs... (laughs) How many fireballs during the Super Bowl is too many? Well, as you'd know, the likes of Hyde Park House uh, hosted a great Super Bowl party this year. Uh, Bottomless package for $70 plus a kilo of wings. We'll be getting around to that again next year, and I hope a lot of other people do. They are a brilliant venue here in Sydney. Obviously, one is too many, but the likes of four or five is probably uh, far too many in the piece, to be honest with you. But I did, by the sounds of things, enjoy my Super Bowl experience for sure. But I'd just like to add, maybe do a little bit more research when it comes to the night before pods with Mr. Ufunga, who tore his ACL in November. He was never going to be a big part of the Super Bowl, my friend. And also Dre Greenlaw, you've done his ACL as well. So 
Maybe I might struggle to get you on the piece next year, pre-Super Bowl party, but we'll see how we go. Nah, I appreciate you coming on, mate, but maybe next year you can dive into the fireballs yourself. That's all right. And last but not least, another guy who had himself a very, very good Super Bowl party at Bambo 001, Scotty himself. Was the anthem your highlight of the Super Bowl? (laughs) Night before, did tip up the over 90 and a half seconds for Reba McIntyre and... She launched it out of the park. She really did. <laughs> a bit disappointed that there was no actual footage of when she was finishing up or when she actually went over the 90 and a half seconds. There's, there's a few pieces early on of, of at DJ Labina recording it. He's uh, Mr. Anthem himself. That was one of the loudest roars, I think, of all time at a Super Bowl watch party when Reba did go over the 90 and a half with ease, to be honest with you. Uh, when she held that brave note towards the end, that was uh, that was a personal favorite. I loved it. I really did. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll be back again next year for sure and, and do our research on... On more of those, I guess, going into next year, the novelty, the novelty part of Super Bowl betting is always uh, always a... A lot of fun. It really is. Speaking of which, the night before Super Bowl... Sorry, thanks very much for sending those questions through there on Instagram and TikTok. I'll be getting through to everyone else's questions. George Kalaftis, we're not really going to touch on him because I do have a lot of Greek friends that love the fact that he won his Super Bowls. <laughs> we won't hit on that. Uh, let's run through some of our best bets from the night before and I guess the week of the Super Bowl there. We had a few prop bets coming on in the Wednesday show, the week of the Super Bowl. So we had CMC over the 33.5 receiving yards. He had that. Debo did not go 60 or more yards there receiving. We were on the under with Brandon Ayuk, which we said LeJerry Sneed can can stop some big-name receivers, and he did that again. And then we're on Christian McCaffrey over 91.5 rushing yards. So no dice with that. Probably should have, to be honest with you. But again, that's, that's why they were in the trash with their play calling for that. The Kansas City props, Isaiah Pacheco over 67.5 rushing yards. He went under. He had 59, probably with a couple of big losses hurting that. Travis Kelsey over 71.5 receiving yards. That cashed in. Rashi Rice over 67.5 receiving yards. No dice there. Patrick Mahomes over rushing yards and rushing attempts. Got that on board for those. So, all up. Best bets for the year were also on the over, which did not salute. That went under by half, so pretty pretty stiff there. But 29 and 26 on the year on best bets. So that is something to be proud of. Uh, in terms of the novelties piece on Super Bowl Day, Anthem Length was tipped up on the over, so we got that. Travis Kelsey to be shown first before Taylor Swift during play. $2.75 or plus 175 so that was very nice. The doink. Unfortunately, no good there for Mr. Cerevisius who tipped that up. Gatorade to be poured before full time? No, it was not. And Reba boots to be red. She was wearing black boots, unfortunately, so that was no dice. The lads also had a same-game parlay before the game. Kyle Juszczyk did not score a touchdown. Pretty rough with Pacheco, 60-plus rushing yards, losing that by... One rushing yard there into CMC, 70-plus, so that was pretty stiff. San Fran minus 6.5, probably should have if they went for a touchdown, would have scored at the death there. Rashi Rice, no dice. <laughs> Stop it. And CMC, two-plus touchdowns, 285, probably should have, but did not. But anyway, that is the best bets wrapped up for the Super Bowl. If we just want to touch on, I guess, next year's Super Bowl winner for the time being, 
before we do wrap things up for season 23-24. You've got the San Francisco 49ers have opened up favourites to win the Super Bowl, and rightly so. I mean, they are the, still the best team in the NFC. They're going to have to shore a few things up in their secondary this year because they were absolutely torched. But they are $6 or the plus 500 mark there for them. The Chiefs going for three Super Bowls in a row at $7.50 or plus 650 Baltimore, who you'd like to think are going to be thereabouts again, as long as they can get by the likes of probably Cincinnati in that division. They are $9.50 or plus $8.50 there. Buffalo, $13 plus $1,200. Detroit, I think we're all riding Detroit again. They are $13 or plus $1,200 there. Cincinnati, as long as Joe Burrow is healthy, and I guess depending what happens with T. Higgins, we'll keep an eye on them. They're $15 or plus $1,400, and Dallas at plus $1,400 or $15 about them. This is the thing with the NFL. It's it's the most open comp pretty much in the world. You know, it really is. It's it's hard to to go out in a limb and pick a winner straight away. I think I'll be riding the Detroit Lions out of all those teams in, you know, double digits. You'd like to think Buffalo are kinda of gonna be thereabouts again. Baltimore, Miami who I didn't mention there, you know, twenty to one or plus two thousand for them. I don't think they're gonna be good enough. I think offensively they are, but defensively they're they've got some concerns. So You'd think it's probably going to be out of those, you know, six or seven teams that we have kind of quoted. There's a big draft coming up, obviously, in a couple of months. Most of the the, the big dog teams there probably aren't too affected. But if you can find someone of the likes of, you know, Rasheed Rice late in the piece in the draft, and, you know, Brock Purdy has shown that you can be the last pick of the draft and make a Super Bowl in your second year and probably should have made it two years in a row, the draft's still big time. It really is. But for the time being, for our NFL pod, this is going to be it for a little while. We probably will come back maybe after the combine in a couple of weeks. We'll take a couple of weeks off and then come back for one more episode and then fire things back up again closer to NFL draft time where we'll hit on that. And then we'll take a much longer break heading into to next season or at least till college football season kicks off in September our NBA pod will be firing up probably about two episodes a week if our NFL one is going to be taking a break. So keep your eyes and ears out for that. I can't thank you all enough tuning into this NFL pod over the last you know, last 18 episodes plus our bonus episodes that were fired up. It's been so much fun. I've loved every single minute of doing this and I can't wait to do it all again next season. So appreciate the love. All the extra Instagram followers, TikTok followers, comments and whatnot from everyone all over the world. It's it, Yeah, I, I couldn't be more appreciative of you all. This has been Trash Talk with D Bork. I hope you all have an amazing, amazing weekend. We're going to be back with our NBA pod, most likely on Friday, previewing some all-star weekend stuff. Enjoy, everyone. Take care.